Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Chillinoy Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Preston, and in this episode, I'm sitting down with Jose Leme at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, Illinois. You can see the timestamps for this episode, watch the video version of this podcast, and check out any links that we reference during this show by clicking the link that is included in the description for this specific episode of the Chillinoy Podcast. Once again, there's a link in the podcast description that allows you to watch the video version, see any citations that we that we have, or look at the timestamps for this episode. You can subscribe to our blog at chillinoy.net slash blog to get notified whenever we have new episodes of the Chillinoy podcast. And you can support us by making a contribution of your choice at chillinoy.net slash support. If you're not able to make a contribution, no problem. Please rate the Chillinoy podcast positively on whichever platform that you're listening from and enjoy the episode. So Jose, welcome to the Chillinoy podcast. Thank you for sitting down with me today. My pleasure. I'm pretty excited for this podcast, so. <laughs> yeah, so uh, g- give a, a bit of an introduction uh, for yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah, so my, my entire name, as we were like discussing about my my full name is Jose Franco da Cunha Leme Filho. So I'm originally from Brazil. I grew up in a very agricultural area in Southern Brazil. Uh, it's pretty much like Illinois. It's it's very agriculture, but well populated as well. It's not as North Dakota, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I always like attached to agriculture. So then I decided to for my bachelor degree to study agronomy, mm-hmm. and so I graduated from my bachelor degree. And I guess as any other undergrad you just want to join the job market and get money you're kind of tired of your poor student yeah, life I'm done son yeah exactly you know yeah. i need i need some you know money in my pocket and then so then i i started working in a, a big american uh, corporation uh, cargill um but i always have this thing on me that i want to go back to academia and I, I I spent I did like an agriculture internship in North Dakota, talking about North Dakota yeah. for uh, nine months, and then Florida. Uh, like I worked in a farm in in North Dakota, and then in Florida I worked in a uh, orange packing house. So I I, I liked experiencing America. So I, ha- I always have in this you know, in me, you know, the the they're willing to come back to America mm-hmm. for grad school. So then so then I was accepted at Auburn University. And I study for my master's degree. Yeah. Then I study precision agriculture. And then I jumped after I graduate from my, uh, my master's degree, I jumped straight to my PhD at Virginia Tech. And then that's, that's where I was exposed for, like, on, for cannabis. So I started working for, in my PhD, I started working on with like plant biostimulants. And it was just like a coincidence, like sometimes life put you in places that, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a big coincidence. I was working in my corn experiment in a greenhouse, testing some biostimulants. And, and it was 2018, yeah. like the, when Trump signed the, the farm, bill. farm bill. Yeah. And so, and the professor responsible for the hemp uh project you know program at virginia tech he he just got in in the, in the greenhouse and said wow like are you working with biostimulant i think it's a good idea to test on, on cannabis so mm-hmm. and then i started and i said wow i like it and then then kind of my my phd kind of switched gears like 
I started working half of my PhD working on, on corn and the other half on um, cannabis. And, but then I, I just really enjoy to work with cannabis and like attending like hemp, you know, symposiums and yeah. like uh, uh, um, uh, uh, farm days, you know, far, so and, and I really enjoy and I said, well, that's what I want to do for my career. Mm-hmm. And and as we were talking uh, before the podcast started, like uh, as always in my life, something like, I'm not very lucky in terms of. <laughs> A lot of stuff going on in my life. Yeah. Uh, I graduated from my PhD in 2020, just in the middle of the pandemic. Pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and like the job, like all the jobs that I was applying throughout the yeah, <laughs> like through, during my, my PhD, just before finishing, you know, they cancel. And um, um, so then I have to deal with that. So then I start my postdoc at Virginia Tech and, and I I kept applying for jobs and, you know, and again, during the pandemic, I couldn't be like in person, all my job interviews was like online and no, and being a foreigner, having like a thick accent, communication is not my best skill. (laughs) So then I have to deal with all this interview, online interviews. But then, you know, I, I got, when I read the job description, the SRU job description for this position, uh, I was like, that's my dream job. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. So, and here I am. Yeah. Well, I think you're a good communicator. I think English <laughs> is just a tough language. And look, we, people that speak English are a perfect testament to that. We, we struggle with it all the time. So, <laughs> so yeah, the fact that you're able to figure it out, because I took uh, Spanish uh, when I was in high school, actually like almost four years. And I got to the point where I felt like I could listen to people, but mm-hmm. not talk to people. But that is just it. <laughs> I can't, I couldn't talk to people. Right. right. So you're doing that and you do it well. So not that you wanted, you were asking for that compliment, but that's interesting. So you said you were first, uh, you use the word exposed <laughs> to cannabis in Virginia tech. Yeah. Very cool. Now how, what, like in what way were they just doing studies on hemp? Like what, what? So, well, after the, the farm, the 2018 yep. farm bill, yep. I guess many universities, they start being interested to, to work with sure. hemp yeah. and uh, so then they start these like pilot programs mm-hmm. and, and as I was working with biostimulants and at that point, and even now there are very few, you know, agricultural products, uh, certified to be applied on cannabis. Yeah. Biostimulants as organic cert- certified products. It's a, it's a good alternative to apply on cannabis and increase yield and increase quality. So, so most of the cannabis producers, they, they, their, their hands are tied because they don't really have products to apply for, you know, weed control, weed, like the yeah, real yeah, weed yeah. control. I guess we've talked to Car- <laughs> yeah. Dr. Carla Gage about that, yeah. um, you know, pests and, you know, so biostimulants were like a very good, like a good alternative to improve quality and and yield gotcha. so then that's how i started work on cannabis what are not to get too in the mud but what mm-hmm. are biostimulants well biostimulants are like are they in general in general are like organic compounds that uh can improve uh plant development um and like why like under the category of biostimulants there are like plant hormones um, humic acid, uh, biofertilizers, 
So they're all under the category of biostimulants. Gotcha. So, and again, it's a good alternative for, to increase yield and quality on cannabis. Again, we're still studying, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So uh, what is it like to, to be in cannabis and, and academia? I mean, we talked, and if, if we want to get into this now, we can. But, I mean, you just, we just fresh off of a reject, you got a rejection letter with no reasoning <laughs> whatsoever. And we're pretty sure it's because it had to do with cannabis research. Uh, well, like you mean, you're talking about my immigration the, issue? Well, oh, not what? that. The the thing we were just talking about in your office. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah okay, so that's yeah, a fresh one. Right. That, that's okay, a fresh one. Okay. But there are plenty of examples. Right. Yeah. So I don't know where we want to start, but uh-huh. you've had, you've had, <laughs> yes. I want to talk about specifically how hard it is to study can like, I mean, compared to corn, mm-hmm. like if you were just studying corn, right. there's all these complications you've had would be non-existent. So I want to, yeah, talk about like, yeah, what that's like. I mean, to be in academia is already tricky. Yeah. Like to, to start any type of research or experiment, you need some paperwork and, you know, you, you know, you need, you have to jump through ropes, but when you work with cannabis, you know, it's 10,000 times more complicated. Mm-hmm. So, um, and yeah, and the, the example you just mentioned, I just received, uh, like a notification of a, of a journal that they were rejecting my paper with no really like no, no reasons like mm-hmm. usually like when you're like a, a, a sent, submitting a, a, a manuscript to a journal they like all the time they provide you reasons why your your, your manuscript was rejected and then what you can improve but recently I'm apply I'm, I'm i'm submitting pay, uh, manuscripts to some journals and they are literally just rejecting and saying that it's not achieving the the the, the goals or the status of the journal so uh and i mean i don't want to brag about myself but i mean my that manuscript it's it's in uh, it's a it's a teamwork with a lot of you know scientists with a lot of credibility so they're all on board. It's not only me. So it's, yeah. it's kind of, you know, you know, again, I, as I said, I don't want to play victim here, but you know, it kind of have that thing in my mind, like, Oh, well, why they're just rejecting for no reason. So, yeah. you know, then, you know, I start thinking about how is the, you know, peer review process. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I can see this kind of close mind reviewers and like, okay, cannabis, no reject. Don't even like try. That's got to be frustrating. <laughs> right, right, right. But you know, uh, but on, on the other side, you know, being, you know, working with something that, you know, I'm being a pioneer and, you know, it's again, it's not easy. I have to jump through some groups. Yeah. But it, it I enjoy it. It's, you know, and again, like, like, especially being like in uh, SIU that my, I have teaching appointment, research and teaching appointment. It's, uh, um, how can I say it's like, it's like, it's a hate or love, you know, it's, uh, uh, no in but between. yeah, yeah, <laughs> not really, you know, like it's, or they like, when you're like, even like, like in a, I mean, if I'm changing direction to direction too much, just let me know. So, no, yeah, you're but, good. but even like in a, you know, like a airplane conversation, when, when you sit beside someone and you yeah, start yeah. a conversation and you, 
and they ask, oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm actually studying cannabis. I'm a professor and scientist at SIU. It's like, it's true reaction. Oh, really? Yeah. How cool is that? And they start asking about my research program and my uh, teaching pro program and my, you know, and or it's like, oh, okay, cool. And then, then turn down, no more conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. So there's that example. I want to, before we move on to mm -hmm. all the troubles you face, the mm -hmm. other troubles you faced with this, um, is there any route for you to like follow up with that journal and be like, what do you mean it didn't line up with your standards? Can you give me like, is there anything that you can do or is it like, I, I am coming completely out of the world of academic. I don't know. So I'm honestly asking you. I mean, yes, definitely. I mean, but the thing is, if that was their feedback, it's just a waste of time, waste of time to try anything, you know, it's much easier to just apply to another journal. I was going to ask and get, you know, and be lucky enough to, to have some reviewers yeah. like open mind, mm -hmm. because that's the thing. Some reviewers, they might be closed mind, but they're like, they're like, regardless the plant that I'm working, they're just evaluating the scientific methodology and like how, you know, yeah. I mean, if it can be approved to the journal or not, mm -hmm. but you know, I mean, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. You know, yeah. it, it, I mean, it is what it is. So yep. it, I would say that the, the easiest route would be just applying for another journal. Try another. Yeah. And yep. then be lucky enough to getting like reviewers with, I would be, I would say with more only scientific, you know, evaluation, mm -hmm. nothing else, no yeah. bias. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's uh, talk about some of the struggles you had just just getting here now was it getting here or getting back you've had troubles traveling uh, right. because of this Let, let's just start it off with that i mean i mean i, I mean i i i it wasn't i, I cannot say but I, I don't think it was because i'm work with cannabis okay this immigration problem that i had was uh I don't know. I, I think just it's just a problem. Just immigration, immigration in problem. America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, like talking about that. Uh, so I start my position at SIU, um, August. Ah, I don't know if you saw my LinkedIn. So I'm just completing one year yeah. at SIU. And so. Hey, before we get uh -huh. too much further, right. SIU Carbondale, you can sign up for cannabis classes. There's a cannabis science center. Is it cannabiscenter.siu.edu? Is that the website? I think it's cannabis science, cannabis center. science center. Let me, let uh -huh. me, we'll have it in the podcast right. description folks, but it is cannabiscenter.siu.edu. So if you're interested in looking at what classes they have to offer, if you'd like to work alongside, uh, Mr. Leme here or Dr. Leme rather, um, Go to cannabiscenter.siu.edu and uh, learn more. They've got an awesome newsletter that I definitely encourage you signing up for. I heard a rumor that the Chillinois podcast is going to be in an upcoming edition. So stay tuned for that. Cannabiscenter.siu.edu. Cheers, SIU. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <Awesome>. So anyways, <laughs> I wanted to make sure we got we got that out of the way. So, okay. um, so you, you're studying, you were talking about your appointment here and, right. and how you got. So yeah, I, I, I started, uh, fall 2021 mm -hmm. and, you know, I had, you know, I had that momentum, you know, I was very excited and starting a new position and, you know, building up my program. And, but as I was in America, 
they just changed my works or working status and I started working at SIU with my older visa. Like uh, I would say it wasn't expired, but it was an older visa. It didn't qualify for that working uh, uh, visa. Uh, then I worked during the fall to 2021. And as I had some um, events, international events, and I need a visa to be go back and forth, I decided to go back to Brazil during Christmas break because it's, you know, it's, it's a little, I have more time to spend in Brazil, like without being, you know, like not, not, not being kind of neglecting, neglecting my students here. Sure. And so I, and so I decided to go during Christmas break uh, because also the visa process takes like three weeks. So it was the best time to go mm -hmm. get my visa and come back on time for, for the spring. Uh, so everything was fine. My, my, my pet working petition was approved. Everything was fine. The, you know, I mean, everything was fine to go. So then I decided, then I, I organized my trip and then, okay, I went to the embassy and I don't know, Americans don't really understand that, but when you're in the American embassy or in an American consulate to get your visa, it's a very, you know, disturbing situation. It's, it's tense, you know, it, you're stressed. You're, it's, sure. you're under stress because you never know. It's like a lot of guards and, you know, you don't know if they were approved or not. But that time I was so relaxed. It was like, hey, I have a 300 pages working petition. The, the SIU chancellor signed it. Mm -hmm. The dean of my department signed it. Like, it's no way they will reject. And then they reject. So... Wow. Yeah, just kind of summarizing because I don't, otherwise you go sure. through all the entire podcast <laughs> talking about that. So I had a visa that I, I took in 2013 to go to Oklahoma State University, like for like a short-term scholar. And that visa required me to stay in Brazil, uh, in Brazil for two years. But then when the USCIS approved my work petition, they missed it. So mm -hmm. they, and then they approved my work petition. So I went back to Brazil with that petition thinking that everything was fine, but it wasn't. So then, so then my visa was rejected, and uh, then I was basically stuck in Brazil for seven months. So, and, 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 and like that first impact, like of the, like when I was informed that my visa was rejected, I was like, okay, it's like pandemic time. Yeah. I can be, you know, teaching online classes. I can be in contact with my grad students, you know, I'll be fine. But then after two weeks, okay, we can, you cannot work, right. like, because as we cannot legally pay you, you cannot work. So it was like, like a torture. Like I had access to my emails. I could read, I could see like, like private companies, like uh, trying to, to be in contact with me for like financial support sure. and like very cool research ideas. And everything was like, kept moving here. Yeah. And I was like, there and so and so yeah it was a torture and then i was like um and then in the, the the department of state the, the institution that they reject my visa they i mean i didn't receive any like estimation of how long that process would take mm -hmm. so it could be two years it could be two months so i was like literally in limbo like for like all that period of time so but now, you know, at least, you know, I'm back yeah. trying to put my, my academic program back on track, my research program, 
and my life. As I told you, my my car was in the airport. I was gonna say, just I think that's a port, important part of the story. Like just because you were stuck in Brazil, like you had this whole life set up here in right. Carbondale, where you had an apartment, a car. Yeah, like health insurance, everything. I yeah. I still paying, and then I also paying my you know my I was living in Brazil, so yeah, it wasn't uh, yeah it wasn't easy, but. And then, I guess so. You were saying you came back and then your car tires flat. It was just yeah, like, I mean, then I had first thing. The, 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 the thing is, uh, the, the 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 time that I was in Brazil, I have other issues to be worried about. Yeah, like okay, I need to come back, or or even like because I saw my my professional career going to the drain, mm-hmm. and my my savings yeah. going literally to the drain yeah. because I was paying to, for an apartment that I was not living in, and mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but then when finally my visa was approved, and I I was I was making their arrangements to come back, then all these other issues started to pop up, like you know, oh my car parking. Mm-hmm. Like okay, the battery is that is that uh, my tires are flat, you know, and all then I have to call car insurance. That you know, luckily I I kept paying right because I could just say, oh, you know what, I'm not I'm not paying. And and also during this time in Brazil, I was getting offers from to to stay in Brazil to to working like uh, bigger like big, big corporation like uh, Monsanto, Syngenta, mm-hmm. but but I. I was so happy during that first semester here, you know, I was really enjoy yeah. what I was doing then. But I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I freak out sometimes. My, my, my younger sister, uh, Leticia, she, she, she know, like, she knows that like some, some like, uh, because I was, I didn't know what was going to happen Yeah. and, and I need to move on with my life. And, um, but you know, SIU was trying to support as much as they could, sure. because you know, when they're dealing with the USCIS and the Department of State, it's nothing they can do. But they are like pretty much, you know, hold strong, you know, you'll be fine, mm-hmm. and we wanted you to come back. Yeah. And so, but yeah, I didn't know, but I almost gave up. I almost gave up because you know, I need, I need, I couldn't, I couldn't continue living like you know, like that. Yeah. So. But I'm happy that, you know, I wait and I'm back now. Yeah. So what I was going to ask you that, uh, it's kind of a two part question. Um, mm-hmm. what made you stick with it? And uh, the, the two part question is not only stick with it when you didn't know there was an end in sight, but what overall makes you stick with it with all of these complications that you have to deal with? Like it, it, at a certain point, it's like, man, do you just like jumping through hoops or, I mean, do you really I, love I totally understand your question. No. And especially, no, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I many times I thought like, why I will be living in the country that I'm not welcome. Like, yeah. you know, like why, like, yeah, I, I, I'm from Brazil. Everyone, I mean, I'm happy here too, and you know, I can you know have a good life here. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think it was that all the all the time that I spent in academia, you know, you know, starting from my bachelor degree, master degree, and um, PhD, and I have to be honest with you that like Brazil, I love Brazil. It's it, it's it's an awesome country, but professionally, I would be frustrated in Brazil. 
Like Brazil is a, it's a, it's the best. If you want to party, it's the best country to go. But professionally, I feel, I feel that I would be frustrated. And, and also considering that the, the regulation, the cannabis regulation in Brazil, it's, I mean, we, there, we are pretty much 10 years behind here, mm. 10 years behind Illinois. Gotcha. Like it's, everything's illegal. Like, uh, jumping. I mean, I don't want to jump to another topic, but yeah, yeah like the the way they they're, they're starting or they're in getting these like special permissions to grow cannabis is like you know in many places happen like happening in many places like in Colorado, like mm -hmm. the like Charlotte Web, like yep. they're seeing the effects in kids and in and and, and, and and like the medical effects like to to minimize uh, um, a lot of disease and like uh syndromes mm -hmm. and and they they are just like no i i deserve this plant is helping my kid this plant is is helping my grand granny and you know it's and then that's how they are getting this special permissions but it's usually it's under like a non-profit organization so they're very behind so and i want to continue working with cannabis so I would be very frustrated in Brazil. So yeah, so that's ultimately yeah, yes, why you didn't, right, right. didn't give up. You just right. you knew that you enjoyed this and you yeah. were really hopeful that you'd be able to return. Right. And again, like I already have like a two, almost three years experience in a American corporation, like a private corporation. And I had I mean, I, I enjoy academia. I enjoy to be here with like my students and mm -hmm. grad students and coworkers, like doing science. And you know, it's, that's what I like. That's yeah. what I love. That's what I'm passionate about. Yeah. Well, before we get into uh, like funding and grants for cannabis science and um, everything that goes with that, uh, I just want to give people the broad strokes. What do you do here at SIU Carbondale with the cannabis plant? I think people will be excited to hear uh -huh. what you do. Okay. Yeah. Like, Starting, you know, I, I, it's important to mention my appointment here at yeah. SIU. So my position is a, a cross-appointed position in the School of Agricultural Science and the School of Biological Science. So uh, it's 51% School of Ag and 49% School of Biological Science. So that's why you saw that I have two offices. And, uh, and you know, as I as we were talking, like, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of tough because I have two bosses. I have double expectations, but I also can take advantage of right. both facilities and, you know, assistantships, scholarships, and, and, and even having students from two different perspectives. You know, the students that are more focusing on like practical research and the, you know, plant biology students that are more focusing like you know, the plant itself, you know, uh, the systematics of the plant. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, it's, uh, and, and also it's important to, to mention that my appointment is also 51% uh, research, 49% teaching. So yeah, I'm teaching, uh, I'm, yeah, I have to deal with research and teaching. So, and, and it's funny because uh, like, like, I mean, there are very few positions like mine. I mean, I, I guess, you know, it's, yeah. do you know any other similar positions around? And yeah, so it's, it, I mean, I'm especially very, not in Illinois. Uh -huh. Like you, like you mentioned earlier, there might be, maybe you mentioned this earlier, 
Um, there might be colleges in uh, Colorado or other states that have legalized that have like a cannabis program. But for Illinois, SIU, in my opinion, and uh, there's only a few other schools that are doing cannabis right. that I know of. Right. And, you know, and having this, you know, the Cannabis Science Center and having all this like diversity in terms of, you know, pe people from like med school, people from engineer, um, chemistry, all in this like big center yeah. to collaborate. And, and again, I don't, and, and, and when I attend some like cannabis conferences or like events mm -hmm. and I talk about my program, I talk about how, you know, diverse and, and broad and, and how much freedom I have here. They're always asking me like, hi, like, how come this, this program is not in like Northern California or yeah. Oregon or uh, Colorado. So, and, uh, but yeah, and the, but then going back to my, my, my position here. Um, um, so yeah, a, 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 as I'm saying, I have a lot of freedom. So, and it's a new, it's a new, very new program. So I'm at this point, I'm taking, I'm trying to take advantage of any type of fundings that is coming through my direction. You know, I'm the, any type of, you know, uh, private uh, company that want to collaborate with us or um, institutions. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to take advantage of that because that's another thing, another hoop that I have to jump through because like as a controlled substance, federally controlled substance, like grants are hard to be, you know, yeah. they're not available. So mm -hmm. it's tricky. So um, because of its status as a controlled substance. Right. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. So, um, but um, uh, as I told you, I'm a talker and I, I start talking and I change okay. the direction of the conversation. But yeah, but I want to talk about like, how is my, the, my, you know, the, the interaction that I have with my undergrad students. Yeah. Because it's, it, it's fun that because like, you know, I'm the, the cannabis professor, you know, like, and then they kind of have that stereotype, like, <laughs> when, like, who is the guy that is coming in uh -huh. for this class, you know, it's going to be, you know, a guy with dreadlocks and like Jamaica t-shirt or like yeah. a, a little tie-dye, tie-dye, yeah. <laughs> or so it's kind of two, two, two stereotypes, like that stereotype or, uh, like because they they know that I'm from Brazil, there they think it's gonna be like a like a UFC fighter, like with like cauliflower <laughs> like ear and like and then I'm not nothing like that. So it don't so and and but yeah like and and I I like to say that cannabis is the gateway plant mm -hmm. to bring kids to being interested on in science and it's amazing when I'm you know talk with undergrads and they're like, Hey, I actually never thought about going to grad school, but I kind of want to join your program, but not just because it's, Oh, I want to, you know what I mean? Not, not Oh, I want to work with cannabis. No, it's, Oh, I'm starting being interested on in uh, science yeah, and like conduct experiments. And so uh, it's, 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 it's really cool. It's really cool. And usually I have like three like profile like student student profiles the one like the under i'm talking about undergrads mm -hmm. i can talk about the grad students too but the undergrads they are 
the cannabis enthusiastic, the ones that, you know, they want to learn about sustainable ways to grow cannabis and these type of studies. Then I have the farmer, which they want to pretty much apply all the compass, the concepts that they know about agronomy and agriculture to apply for cannabis to increase yield, increase productivity and, and, uh, do it on an industrial scale. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like large scale. Yeah. Uh, and and the entrepreneur, like, you know, I do, I'm not really very interested on like growing plants, but I think I can get money from that. So I want to learn mm-hmm. and I want to increase, you know, getting you know, pro- profit, profit from it. So sure. so it, that's the tree. I mean, I, I don't like to generalize. Yeah, but, but I it's kind of, you I know, see how yeah, that, yeah. That's interesting. But, but for, uh, for them, for grad students, they're like, I mean, people can think that, oh, no, this, it will be hard to find grad students to join your program or to, to work in your lab. That's the, the opposite. I'm, I'm actually receiving emails from really like high skilled students from like Stanford, Cornell, like because they see how my program is very broad and they see as an opportunity like, hey, this cannabis science is like a, like a wide west. Right. I, I'm smart. I can, you know, it's a good opportunity for me to do my PhD or my master's degree and, you know, and explore right. this, 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 uh, you know, this area that is still kind of, you know, I mean, we, we, we have a delay, like a scientific delay of, I don't know, 80 years, <laughs> 90 I, years. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. Some of the misconceptions and some of the things that we just, that people just talk about with cannabis as if it's science. And it's like, well, hold on. Like science is just now getting started with cannabis. Yeah. So I'm yeah. basically doing like conducting like study or, or, or like we need reliable information Yes, that we have from corn and soybean that we got it, that, that information 70 years ago. Mm-hmm. So like, how cool is that? If yeah. you like science, like, well, you know, another good example, maybe that folds into what you're talking about is like, I've heard that at an industrial scale, uh, through my conversations with Doc Young Lee, that there's not really a combine or anything that can harvest because again, like you say, all of that, all of those machinery were made when we were mastering the art of agriculture and cannabis was excluded from that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's why that's the beauty of the cannabis science center because we have engineers there, yep. like the medical people. So it's a, it's a, you know, it's a really big institute uh, center to combine knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, help each other. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, but the other, the negative point, it's like, you know, even you're seeing SIU so cool. They're, they're being very, you know, open about cannabis and they're seeing this opportunity and they, they're giving me the freedom to, you know, to, to be part of this podcast, yeah. you know, uh, but you know, it's still like some close mind people that, you know, I have, you know, I have, it, it, it's totally different than if I was working with, um, corn or soybean or, you know, or yeah. strawberries. There would be no question. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, some stuff that, you know, some plans that I have for the future, I have to be very careful because I kind of have to, you know, when I'm writing a project to like, um, for like a, the new cannabis certificate, I have to be very careful how you address my goals because, you know, there are 
people, like close mind people that won't be on board. Sure. So, uh, and you know, it's, I mean, it's kind of frustrating, but I mean, I'm, I'm ready for the game. You know, I'm, I'm okay with that. And I mean, again, it's frustrating. Like I personally, I hate cucumbers. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like, I mean, but as long cucumbers is not in my salad. No problem. I mean, you can eat cucumbers. I, I'm yeah. fine. They smell kind of my, you know, annoy me or bother me, but you can do. I mean, right. I'm not going to say, okay, you cannot conduct any research uh, addressing cu cucumbers. Right. You know, smell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, but, you know, but it is what it is. So yeah. it is what it is. I mean, again, I have to be very uh, uh, careful to pick my battles, but 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 I'm, I'm picking a lot of battles actually but you know sure. but you know i'm i'm on board like i'm passionate about science and i see a lot of opportunity for cannabis yeah and and that's why you know i really appreciate the work you're doing because you know you're helping us to destroy this the taboo against this plant because uh i don't know it's just a plant that it deserves to be scientifically addressed as any other plant yeah i mean it's really simple it's 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 really <laughs> as simple that. as that yeah no um well hey uh, i want to give you an opportunity and we'll put it in the podcast description but you've got a pretty good social media game mm -hmm. uh going uh do you want to tell the audience your handles how they can follow because i noticed you post some of the stuff you do here at SIU and, and different research. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm I'm being very busy lately. Like as the fall is going to start. Yeah. Uh, I I was trying to be more active in the social media, but I can't. But yeah, like as I told you, like in our in the before the podcast, like um, like during my the interview for this position, they they're they're pressuring or they're they're. They're asking a lot of questions about social media and how to engage yeah. uh, undergrads and, and uh, how to engage the community in general uh, to the to the work you're doing. And so then I realized that okay, I guess social media is it's very important. They 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 care about yeah. you know how you engage this like online media and so uh, so yeah. So my social media is doc is D O C dot leme l-e-m-e uh yeah i have twitter uh instagram um i have my website so my my website is uh drleme.com perfect yeah and, and then in that website you can find all my social media like oh, linkedin cool. everything so it's cool. all there and i try to kind of you know i should be more active on it but i i guess you know after being stuck in Brazil for seven months yeah, and I'm yeah. trying to put all, my entire life back on track, uh, uh, I guess eventually you'll have more time to be, you know, to, to be more active on, on social media. Yeah. So I wanted to throw that out there. Uh, folks will have those links in the podcast description um, because it shows some of the stuff you're doing here at, at SIU. So, I mean, you actually grow cannabis here, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, we're going to see that. I can, yeah, yeah. I will bring you for a tour. So you'll Perfect. see that, but again, it's kind of hard, like, because the thing is, social media is all about visual. Yes. So it's kind of hard to compete with these, like, growers mm -hmm. that they are showing all the, the, like, nice, beautiful, like, flowers and, like, plants. And I'm, I'm working, I'm doing science. It's like, 
for example, the, the plants that I'm going to show you in the greenhouse, it's a fertilizer limitation mm -hmm. study. So the plants are not looking great. They're, the plants are, you know, under stress. Yeah. So, um, and usually, you know, I would say the kids, like the, you know, the, they are more interested to see like beautiful plants and, yeah, yeah. you know, but, but I try to be very, very real, like very like, okay, that's what we're doing in my program. That's, if you become my grad student, that's what you're going to do. Or if you're joining, you know, applying for an SAU, horticulture, or if you're taking part of my program or the cannabis program, that's what you will be doing. So I try to be very real though. Yeah. So do you teach like indoor and outdoor basics or is it just greenhouse? Like what's... So the classes that I'm assigned to teach is control and environment agriculture, uh, managing greenhouses, um, crop physiology, um, introduction for horticulture. Um, so far, that's it. I mean, I, I hope it's going to be that because I, and don't get me wrong. I like, I like teaching. I love teaching. Yeah. I love to be, you know, with the undergrads. But you've also got your research. Yeah. And it, it takes, you know, teaching is very time consuming. It takes a lot of your, your time. So, um, so I hope uh, the, the director of my department, <laughs> Dr. Carl Willard, you kind of, Take it easy with the the classes that he asked me to teach. <laughs> That's the message for yeah, him. I actually had that conversation with him yesterday. So yeah, so that's. Funny. But I mean, yeah, I mean, again, I I love to be you know in in the classroom and teaching and but um, and also my approach again like it's I'm trying to avoid everything that I hate in my professors in my you know because. I don't know, for, for example, massive memorization. I hate that. Why? Like, I'm, I'm, I want my students to learn, not to memorize things, yeah. you know? Yeah, because I mean, in real life, in real life, you very seldom are, unless you put yourself in that position where you have to remember everything off mm -hmm. the top of your head, in real life, you are allowed to take notes and have things to help. I mean, that's real life. So I've always wondered that about, yeah, tests and stuff. It's like, I felt like if if we wanted to make it realistic, like at least let us bring in our own notes or something. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and and also like I mean, I try to keep my students like active, like yeah. and like in the first class. I mean, the first class. First of all, I want them to kind of present like a very short presentation about themselves, like what they want to, why why they're taking this class yeah. and what they like to do, what they want to learn. So why and like why they they're here at SIU. So, and because it's important to know their goals yeah. and, and also if they're expecting to be like, like I will be kind of regurgitating words all the time and just reading his slide. That's so don't even take my class because I will keep them active. Like, okay, that's the material. So we're going to have to teach this class or, you know, like in the final project, you're going to have to present, you know, a very solid presentation about what you what you're doing, like, for example, uh, control environment agriculture, like usually the, 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 the term project it's, I asked them to, to create a control environment agriculture facility. Like the, 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 it doesn't matter what plants they, they want to grow in that facility. It can be strawberries, tomatoes, but usually they, 
they 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 use cannabis. They mm -hmm. like that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's the other point. When I ask my students, like, who wants to work with cannabis? It's not kidding. It's like ninety percent of the class. So, um, um, so yeah. And then at the end, they have to present like a solid, you know, project, like the estimation of how much you cost the facility and like the, their mar market uh, uh, strategy. So. Uh, and so I try to keep them active and not the, just going to class, kind of, you know, being very like sleepy and yeah. like, you know, so, yeah. So, yeah. Do you feel like, uh, and then we can, we can get to, I know you wanted to talk about funding and grants for cannabis science and the importance of designating part of the tax revenue to research addressing, uh, cannabis. But do you, before we get to that, do you feel that students, are able to leave this program and get a good job in the cannabis industry? Or like you said, there's a certain demographic that wants to start their own thing. Do you feel that with what you're building, and I know it's still a building process mm -hmm. that's still expanding, do you feel that you've got a pretty solid program to send students out in, into the workforce? And Absolutely. Uh, and and again, like the opportunities are growing. Like uh, as you post like lately, like, uh, Illinois is uh, the the dispensaries. They're the increasing, like license. Yeah, yeah, they're increasing like 150 more like mm -hmm. dispensaries, like uh, uh, permission. So, uh, so we need somebody to you know to plant to grow that plants. Yeah, you know, and we need personnel to be working these dispensaries. So it, it, it's it's a whole industry behind the scenes that need, before. You just, you know, you're getting in in a dispensary and buying your recreational cannabis or 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 even like other opportunities for like grain, fiber. So there are like so much opportunity. And and that's what we're trying to do. It's prepare the the students for this market. So for this market. And 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 again, like um I try the thing is I try to know my students and learn what the, are their goals and because sometimes they are just they're just in the wrong major yeah seriously like for example this like the cannabis uh the control environment agriculture that project that i'm that i was talking about uh so i was evaluating the project and one of the students like the logo for his like facility was like very professional was like awesome and then I talked to him, like I said, I have to be honest with you. The project itself is not great. It's okay. But the logo is professional. Like you're getting a lot of uh, part of your grade is because of this logo. And then he told me, oh, I actually always want to be, you know, in the design or in this like marketing uh, uh, career. Sure. Um, but my, 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 my parents, they're farmers. They want to be me to be around and take care of the farm. And then I said, well, man, just, you know, have an open communication with your parents. Like if it's, that's not what you want to do, like, yeah. So, and, uh, and then, it, and it was cool that I actually, he emailed me with his parents in copy. And then I, I said, well, no, I, we can see it and like, we can talk, you know. Yeah. And uh, they, his parents, they actually came. We talk and I said, you know, he, you know, his talent for, you know, he, 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 he performed well in the class, but comparing to the, the quality of the logo that he created, compared to the other students, 
you know, it's just, it's not comparable. Mm -hmm. And in comparing his project with uh, the, the students that are actually into horticulture and sure. agriculture, it, you know, it wasn't good. So, yeah. Uh, and they're, yeah, but so I don't know. I'm trying to kind of, you know, help them to be happy in yeah. life yeah. in general. That's awesome. You know? So, and it's, and then I guess that's, the, that's a difference of just being a professor, like a, that, you know, just go to class, read the slides and go home mm -hmm. and then ask you to memorize a lot of information. And if you don't remember in a test, you get a C. Right. So I don't think, I don't like that. I, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't think, I think there are better ways to evaluate student performance and it's not memorization. Yeah. Well. That gives me faith. Uh, in, in, in <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we have to break this cycle. Yeah. Like, if you continue doing what you don't like, what, what you know, the, the bad experience that you have with your bad professors, mm -hmm. you have to break the cycle. If you continue doing the same thing, it, 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 it's okay. always going to be the same. Exactly. So, very well said. Well, um, so what do you got for me with regard to funding and grants for cannabis science? I'm interested to hear, uh, cause I don't understand a lot about it other than that. It's probably challenging mm -hmm. just like with everything else with cannabis science. Um, yeah. Tell, tell me about, well, like let's, uh, let's take Dr. Carla Gage as example. Like, so, uh, her weed science, uh, program was like, it's a very solid program. So the professor that uh, passed away before she take that position, so he built up a really good program, and then and she just continued growing it. So, but she's worked with weed science like we like a uh, yep like uh, regular yeah, regular weeds, folks. Yeah. We're not talking about cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then you know to have partnerships with like Syngenta, like big corporations, it's one thing, one factor. It's very easy because. These big corporations, they already have the, the research and development uh, sector. Yeah. And then to partnership with them is just easy. And they already kind of have like, like part of their budget to collaborate with universities. Right. So that's one thing. And at this point, let's just be comparing with, to the cannabis industry. Like these big corporations are not there yet. They, I don't know why they're not. I, I, I keep hearing theories that I don't want to say because I don't know. I, sure. If you know, you can say, but, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why. I know what you're referring to. There are plenty of theories we can, <laughs> we can say. Yeah. I'm sure people have heard of them too, <laughs> but like you say, it's yeah. Yeah. So, but they are not there. So, yeah, right. and then this, this is, uh, this cannabis in, uh, companies that, that are popping up everywhere and like, you know, growing their business, they're not, they're not in that stage that they have like a research and development sector or even like a budget right. to collaborate with uh, in, uh, in universities. So they, they're, they're very enthusiastic. They're willing to help, but it's, it's like baby steps. So you're not there yet. So that's, that's one reason why it's hard to get grants. Like, uh, I, I would say not grants. I'm saying collaboration with big corporations. Yeah. Talking about grants now. Uh, as I mentioned that, you know, it's a federal controlling substance. So the federal grants, the government grants, it's very tricky. So 
we have to apply as a, like a specialty crops. And so it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. And so we basically don't have much grants for cannabis. That's why um, it's very important to have, you know, to somehow get some support from the government or from the, I mean, I mean, I mean don't get me wrong, the community and then like companies, they are very enthusiastic. They are willing to help, but it's not in the magnitude of, you know, yeah, I no mean, Dr. Carla Gage, yeah. like, you know, it, it sponsorship or financial support. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, and some, some states like Colorado, I think 2% of the recreational revenue, like tax revenue, for education mm. I, i'm not i'm not sure i think it's two percent so uh but illinois doesn't have it so uh governor yeah, <laughs> jb pritzker you know like siu is here like we we are doing you know a pretty awesome job you know and trying to uh conduct some like ground groundbreaking uh experiments addressing cannabis and we need some financial support to kind of like talking about uh equity yeah you know social equity like what is the best way for social ex social equity like education yeah you know absolutely. so and and i'm pretty sure that nobody will be against <laughs> if you know part of the the cannabis tax revenue is going through education yeah you know uh and, and i guess it's the first way is a is the first step for social equity, you know, uh, educate the community and, and, and graduate high skilled students or high, high skilled people to, to join the, the business, the, the industry. Mm -hmm. So, or even create their own business. Yeah. 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 It'd be interesting. I know that they do the Illinois, the state of Illinois does something something i think it's called the r3 program and i think some of that money goes to some colleges like olive harvey community college up in chicago and i think there are a few others but i would love to see that expanded i do not think siu carbondale's on that list i would love to and we've got i mean we just spoke to somebody that's decently close to jb pritzker the other day we've, we've talked to like uh you know uh people in that administration so hopefully that you know, one of them even claimed he said he listens to this podcast a lot. So maybe, maybe this message catches on. Uh, but I mean, I tweet him all the time. But yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. But again, I, th I think realistically, though, jokes aside, I think realistically, it'd have to be maybe something that a legis a legislator would pioneer, mm -hmm. maybe from a down around here, to to try to get some of those dollars to come to SIU right. Carbondale. But uh, yeah, any other uh, complications? Yeah, with you know, but you know, like you know, again, that's a battle that I'm. I know it, I have to be careful, yeah. but it's a battle that I'm picking because I think it's important. And again, I cannot even vote. So we are mm -hmm. talking polit politics here, but I can't vote. Yeah. So uh, uh, I, again, like, I guess recording conversations, uh, it's a uh, liability. Mm -hmm. So I have to be careful in what I'm going to say, especially yeah. working for like a state institution. Right. Because it's, you know, yeah. Anything that is recorded is liability, right? Well, and I was going to ask you, like, <laughs> uh, you know, just 
when people ask us non-residents when they come to the state of Illinois, not even just non-residents of Illinois, non-residents of the country, (laughs) they say, oh, I want to try legal cannabis. And we've talked to attorneys and they're like, hey, you know, you can do that. You could do that. But I would speak to an immigration attorney first. I'm just it's kind of interesting to think about that. They they say that, you know, non-citizens should be careful just purchasing cannabis legally. So it's interesting, like you're totally above board and you're researching it. And, and I have like trucks like yeah, full yeah. of cannabis plants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have actually like a full barn to dry <laughs> cannabis plants. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, again, it, it is what it is. So. And it's kind of interesting because like you pointed out that some of the refusals you get is because it's a controlled substance. But then on the other hand, hemp is with the farm bill it's like it's that it's something i talked to carla and buck both about cannabis has probably got to be so frustrating to to work with because it's the only plant that depending on how things shake out Mm -hmm. it could be a different plant at the end and by that i mean you plant hemp but if that hemp is over 0.03 percent thc all of a sudden it's cannabis now and it's like and no other context in in agriculture does that apply like it's not like you plant beans and whoa it's corn you know like it's not a different plant right i'm glad that you brought it up because that's the that's the issue about terminology yes because like okay i I, for for the federal standoff point it's hemp with low thc 0.3 percent thc and marijuana as uh High THC above. So, but marijuana is like a very xenophobic and racist term. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't think it's a good term to be used as a federal, you know, term. Yeah. But also like it's, it's, it's xenophobic. I agree with that. I, I, I think it's wrong, but, but they state. So, and then this is like, they're, these terms, they're, they're, they're from, the 70s yeah from the drug control act from the 70s so mm-hmm. that's crazy that they still using the same terms but it's okay i think federally it's not the right term but but the state wise is they are also using the wrong term yes. because state wise also they are using terms from the 70s and it's hemp as a low thc plant and cannabis as a high THC plant. And then I always talk, when I actually have, I was having this conversation with Buck and I said, this is actually a scientific, I just created this term, scientific term, because it's wrong. Like cannabis is the genus of the yeah. plant, cannabis L. So right. these politicians or attorneys, they are creating these terms but they have no knowledge in terms of taxon- taxonomy mm-hmm. or like plant classification and like the morphology of the plant. So it doesn't make any sense. So it's wrong. Yeah. It's not cannabis. So they should create an, a different term because cannabis is, is, the, is the genus. Yeah. Cannabis L is the genus of the plant. So right. hemp, like low THC plants and high THC plants are under the same genus. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to even go to the- for people, for people that don't know, we've covered it on the podcast uh-huh. a few times. There's genus and species, binomial nomenclature. So for humans, homo sapiens, for cannabis, cannabis, cannabis L for the, for the genus. genus. But then like for the species, most 
often we see sativa. Am I correct in that? Uh, yeah, I don't want to go to that rabbit sure. hole about, yeah. you know, Sativa, yeah, I mean, yeah. I already got a lot of hate on my social media <laughs> when I post like a, like a study it was not even my study. I post that yeah. study, uh, showing evidences that evidence that, uh, it's only one species, only Sativa. One and species. Yeah. yeah okay. I follow only That's what I meant by that. It's Thank only you. Sativa. Yep. And and because the so Ruderalis and, and, the, and Indica, they're like subspecies, but it's only sativa. But so I, I, was, I post that study and I said, oh, okay, this is studies showing this. And, you know, was, I was not claiming anything. I was not saying that that's true. I just say, okay, some information. You guys can check and see if you agree or not. I got so much hate and people were saying, oh, you're, you know, very like a lot of hate. Like, you know, you're from Brazil. You cannot even grow plant there. What are you talking about? Morphology and, you know, plant, you know, like classification. And so it's, it's a, it's a rabbit hole, hole that if you go through, it, it's never, it's never going to end. So, yeah. Yeah. But I take it, I take it as, you know, it's sativa and then, I mean, I prefer not saying anything. <laughs> it's okay. No, but I'm glad. So I'm glad you broke it down because what you're breaking down is that scientifically, this is the way we refer refer to this plant, this uh, genus of plant. It, it is there is no such thing as hemp. This is something that lawmakers came up with. Yeah, and they and they clearly don't have any morphology or plant morphology or plant classification taxonomy. Yeah, knowledge. Because they are literally using a genus nom uh, nomenclature mm -hmm. for something that is not correct. It's yep. very wrong. Yeah. So, and then th this makes my, my life much harder because, for example, uh, when you have some like uh, uh, events and then, uh, and then we have cannabis there, like there's, they, they are like expecting that is gonna be only high THC plants. And then they they disregard the CBD plants, the fiber, and so it's just wrong. It's yeah. just wrong. And again, it's a battle that I'm picking and because that's wrong and you have to fix it. Like as a scientist, I cannot just let them educate people on their ways without any knowledge. Exactly. So, um, um, yeah, because I guess it's the same thing that I use, like the, the genus type of other plants, like, like you know, like to use the uh, like maize L, like the corn uh, yeah. uh, gen. Use that n nomenclature only for popcorn. You know, it's the <laughs> yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. It's, it's scientifically wrong. So, or I don't mean to try to, but it, just for me, it would help. Um, calling call, only calling corn that's for like agriculture or feed maize, but then you call corn that's for human consumption sweet corn, even though it's all corn, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because to to piggyback off of that. A lot of people have these concerns that like uh, if a university sets up a, a hemp field that oh these sneaky teenagers are going to come in and uh, grab the plants and smoke them. And it's like, 
that would be like going into a random cornfield and trying to make the corn. It's like, that's not sweet corn, buddy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that's yeah, not sweet. Exactly. Corn. That's, that's a great example. That's a great example. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. well, cool. Well, so we talked, we talked about student profiles. We've talked about funding and, and grants uh, for cannabis science. We even just got into the terms cannabis versus hemp versus the one that we both dislike marijuana. I've even noticed in, um, Michigan, they go with the a different spelling of marijuana instead of M A R I J U H, right? H, uh-huh. yeah, the Juana. Yeah. yeah. So, I, and I believe that from what you were talking about is at least from my historical understanding, people um, that opposed the or how about this? Let's just keep it simple. People that wanted to criminalize cannabis users. Uh, started referring it to it as marijuana, and and you can people can look up reefer madness. We've talked about it so many times in the show. So, anyways, uh, I just wanted to make sure we were clear in what we were referring no, to. And, and, and to be honest, like in Brazil, we are more advanced in terms of these terms because Did they we, call- ha- we have a, a term we for high THC plants, which is maconha, and which is it's it's just a term. It's not racist. It's just a term. Mm. And we have like kanyamu that is low THC plants. Mm. So, and then cannabis technically is both. both. So it's not like Illinois, it's cannabis you're like like inferring to high THC plants. So, yeah, it's, (laughs) yeah. Hopefully, I mean, again, we are using legislation from the 70s. Mm -hmm. So using terms from the 70s. So. That's why, Doctor JP Prisker, we need funding for education. Like, yes, we need educate the community. Absolutely, <laughs> Governor Pritzker. I hope you're listening. Yeah. So, um, uh, any more on how federal and state laws have terminology issues? Uh, you know, we're talking about the issues with terminology. I can't. I can't think of anything else. I do think that the farm bill has made things very interesting. Like, so f- on the way here. Uh, there's this sign on the side of the road and from a distance you see it and it says, we have CBD and THC. But then when you get like close to the sign, you see that it says Delta 8 THC. <laughs> so they don't have real THC. They've got the de- de- Delta 8 THC. The farm bill has been super interesting to me um, with just. And also like, I- I'm always wondering like if there's politicians like they're in their like offices and like, I'm wondering if they're thinking like it's it's a mess. Yeah. Like, it's all very confusing and like like I'm wondering if they are like oh it's time to change it's time to make something more solid and more clear yeah. because it's it, it's it, it's all over the places. Yeah, you got to wonder. The farm bill was definitely I think I, is this what you're saying? I think the farm bill was kind of a blessing in disguise because it has made such of a Flexibility. Yeah, yeah there, I mean, it is wild right. west. Yes. I mean, it yes. is pretty open. Right. Um, we're only now, I feel like, starting to have a conversation about uh, consumer safety standards on certain things. I mean, like, uh, because for the longest time, back to uh, the differentiation, which is imaginary between hemp and cannabis, um, all they require for you to sell, from what I understand, CBD products or farm farm bill legal products is just to make sure it's not over that percent of THC. They don't require any other consumer safety tests. 
And so I, I actually loosely referenced last time that it's possible that metals could like heavy metals could be in the product. I've actually since read articles that that is the case in some products. So people just try just be careful. You know, uh, I recommend, um, only purchasing something like that from a trusted, reliable source that provides a COA, a certificate of authenticity with lab tests and everything else to show you that it's a relatively safe to consume product. Right. So, yeah. And, and then, you know, going back to the terminology, like, yeah, that's something that, uh, like when I just started working at SIU or even like, I, I, even in Brazil, like during that, that's this crazy seven months and talking to people like, Oh, what are you doing? I'm working with, uh, I'm a, I'm a scientist and professor. I'm working with cannabis. I'm doing research on cannabis. They are like, they're always like, Oh, like marijuana or like, Oh, cannabis. Like in the beginning, I was taking that joke as, Oh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm new here. I don't want to create waves or, you know, it's too soon for that. And again, as I said, I have to pick my battles, mm -hmm. but now I just, that's another battle that I'm picking is like, like, like when they, they, they start that joke, I like, like immediately like, oh, like, what are, what are you talking about? Like, you do want to know more about my research program? Do you want to like, I, like, I don't really understand. Like, yeah. then they're like, oh, because the thing is, if you don't change, it will always going to be a joke or, yeah. uh, you know, like, no, it's a, it's a official program. You know, my, yeah. my position is legit as any other position here. So, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I guess, you know, that's the, the price I pay for being a pioneer and kind of exploring this new area. Yeah. But again, I'm, I'm in the game. Yeah. And I appreciate you not apologizing for it because Buck, Buck and I had a similar mm -hmm. conversation where you kind of just have to stand confidently on it. Yeah. Right. There are going to be people that disagree with you for multiple reasons, but at the end of the day, you're in this for act of, you know, you're trying to research. Yes. You're not do. It's not like you're like, Oh, we're going <laughs> to world domination or anything like that. <laughs> like it's you're just trying to research the plant to see how, um, I don't mean to characterize what your end goals may be. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like most people are in it to make society a better place. You, just, you talked about Charlotte's Web and all the different ways that cannabis has been able to help people. And from my perspective, it seems that most people are in it to change the world. Right. And like, and especially in my program, we are just trying to, to uh, perform research, conduct research addressing this plant to know more about this plant, to increase quality, to increase productivity. And, and again, we are behind yeah. and what we are. And, and then that's it. They're like, if you're passionate about, I'm not talking about cannabis. If you're passionate about science, cannabis is such a cool plant because it's such, you know, it's everything is new. So, you know, it's, forget about you know the taboo against this plant it's just i'm talking about science yeah if you're passionate about science and learn it's just it's it's just like again it's a it's too much it's so much to explore mm -hmm. so yeah well um uh, i wanted to talk to you about something that we are definitely aware of but it seems like you might uh have um experience with which is the the algor algorithm war uh, against cannabis. I mean, I try hard not to use any 
hashtags that might be related to cannabis because I find that our content doesn't reach people. If, if, if I do that, it seems that the social media platforms will actually, uh, they call it, some people call it shadow banning or suppressing your content. So, um, yeah. What do you, what is your experience with that or thoughts on that? I guess as you, I'm having a hard time with this like ban cannabis ban or hashtags and these algorithms that are not helping to spread my content. Mm -hmm. But I guess, I guess I start in this social media thing kind of naive and you know, as you know, I, I guess, you know, I don't have much experience in social media. I mean, as I said, I'm trying to be real and show what we are doing. I don't have, I don't, I mean, I don't even know much like how to edit videos and all like you have all this knowledge and it's awesome. But, and again, the social media part, it's, it's just a little part of my appointment. You know, it's just yeah. a little part of my day when I have a free time. Okay. You post something, but, uh, and especially considering that, uh, like as a tenure track professor, um, like these five years, they're very important for me to show the university that I'm doing a good job, then, you know, that they want me to stay and just to prove that I should become an associate professor sure. to, you know, step in the ladder. So, and talking again about that uh, interview that they ask questions about social media and talk with other friends um, in the same position, like tenure track position, and they are advising me that uh, social media is very important, that during their, like the evaluation of their tenure dossier, they count how many likes they have on Twitter, how many followers they have on social media. I mean, I don't really like it, but it, that's the world we are living in. Yeah. So, And you got to wonder, like, I feel like this relates to the last topic we were just talking about. Like, what do they have to gain from suppressing this content? The social media companies. Right, right. Because, like, it's, it's just information. Right. And uh, frankly... I mean, we don't look, we really don't have to go down this, but there's like a lot of other crazy talk that's going on social media that could use some suppressing right. <laughs> compared I totally to agree. cannabis. <laughs> like, I totally agree. You know, now, and, 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 and it's funny because then like then I, I, I was in contact with the, the web communication, the SA web communication. And yeah. then they said they, it's not nothing they could do, but they, you know, even suggest to use like cannabis with dollar sign but then i say oh, hey bye but then they <laughs> bye, get but, you know again my, but this is very shady yeah you know like it's my it's an official program you know academic and research program like how come i'll be using like cannabis like a like a dollar sign you yeah know? so um so but yeah i'm struggling and again again like i don't have time to be appealing for every single post mm -hmm. seriously yeah. i don't and and some social medias, medias are, I would say, more flexible. Like Twitter is very flexible. Um, uh, LinkedIn is very flexible. I like Instagram, kind of, it's okay. But, uh, but I was trying to kind of use like TikTok as well because, you know, it's very popular for kids. Like mm -hmm. these college kids, they, they, they're on TikTok all the time. Mm -hmm. and, but TikTok, it's banning all the time. YouTube, kind of. So... You know, and again, I don't have time to appeal and I don't, ha I have time to repost. So, mm -hmm. 
it's kind of like hit and miss. Sometimes they accept and, yeah. and sometimes not. So yeah, it is what it is. It, it's sad. <laughs> As a professor, how do you approach with social media? There are going to be haters and, and engagements, let's just say, but definitely haters. How do you, as an as a professor, you probably have to approach it differently than, for example, I would. Hundred <laughs> percent, yeah. Like that's why, again, like he's he like this is your your podcast. Right. You can say whatever you want. Right. You know. Yeah, that's I it. could go crazy right Yeah, now. exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how cool is that? But yeah. I, I mean, I'm work to uh, to a state university. You uh -huh. know, I have to be again talking about picking my battles. Yep. Uh, but you know, I, I mean, the thing is, I I started the social media kind of naive. I didn't mm -hmm. know how to act. I'm learning. I, I guess I'm learning with the in the, in the process. You know, and. Um, Yes, for example, that when I post that peer review study about the sativa and the species and and I got a lot of hate, like people literally like being very, you know, it's a lot of hate. I don't even like like to to describe. Um and you know, then I have to deal with that and then yeah. like delete or yeah. I don't want you to get into like if they got you know, derogatory or whatever, but can I ask you like, what, what I feel like I understand what they were trying to say, but what were they try, trying to say? Like with, I mean, the, the, I, I'm mentioning the, the example of this uh, study because I guess was the first one that I start kind of was the first impact. Like, Oh, actually was it, it somebody, but it was more, uh, what, what more, it was more about the scientific standpoint. It was more like, Oh no, it's wrong. It's actually sativa ruderalis and indica, oh, not okay. against cannabis. But I do have the cannabis haters and sure. very, you know, uh closed mind and they don't like what I'm doing and like, you know, saying, you know, oh, like like what are you doing? Like, you know, why you don't use your skills for better, better things, why you're doing your, you know. You seems to be a very smart guy. Why are you using your knowledge for for drugs? <laughs> okay, gotcha. Type Those stuff. types. Of yeah, that, yeah, it's yeah. Not even worth. And then, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Then, but you know, even some very small, like, like things that I never thought that would I would cause problems. But it, like, for example, I I I bought a truck for my lab, and you know, I didn't know what what truck to buy, and was like in a like a weekend that I have time to say, you know what? I will create a, a poll. Like what truck should I buy for my, for my, my lab? Mm -hmm. Then people will start like, like, like fighting saying, Oh, Ford is, is, it's, a, it's a really <laughs> bad. I, I like GM or, or I like Chevy or like Toyota. And I was like, seriously, like, seriously? so but again, that's why I said, you know, I started like, it was a very naive, I started very naive and, and some little topic, like, like naive topics. I never thought that it would cause any type of like fights or anything like that. And, and yeah, it happened. And, yeah. and the, and again, like being like a professor and a researcher. And so like, I cannot, I mean, that, I mean, that I cannot accept this in my social media. You know, it has to be a very respectful, like, environment. Yeah. So 
different than your social media that, you know, they can say whatever they want. You can answer whatever you want and that's it, you know? So, um, um, but again, like, it, it, I mean, it is what it is. I have to understand that, you know, I'm working to like a state institution. I have rules to follow and, and, you know, and again, like that's, that's the price I'm paying for being pioneer and exploring like a new scientific, you know, uh, area. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out. So the people that say, Oh, are you, why are you spending your time on, you know, a drug when you could be doing this? Those people aren't even worth, in my opinion, a response. <laughs> sometimes the people that I am so perplexed by the people that are pro cannabis, but cling to the, the myths from the original days. So I, the example I always give is, indica sativa hybrid that those are meant to be species of the plant ruderalis included sure. um instead we're using them to describe physiological effects <laughs> not physical adaptations right. that the plant had which is a huge difference difference, <laughs> huge exactly. difference. It's, it's, it's exactly i totally agree yeah. i totally agree i totally agree and you know yeah and that's the, that's the point sometimes like, like in the, in this specific post I add the link of the study and, you know, and I'm pretty sure that these people, they, they, they don't even like read the entire yeah. paper and they are just with this like wrong concept that, oh no, Indica is that, you know, it caused me these effects, yeah. you know, and I don't know. I, if I could try, I don't know what, what you think about this or even if you have any thoughts on this, uh -huh. but I've, I've been wrestling with this one for a while. What is the why do people want to cling and not accept any new information? And I'm wondering if it's because I've assumed that, that people that like cannabis and cannabis users are a monolith when frankly, that's not true. I don't know of one group that is a monolith. Like you can't point to a group of like, oh, all beer drinkers do this. You can't <laughs> like say anything consistently about somebody. So I guess I think I've always had the cons or the idea that cannabis and science go hand in hand because that's how I got, that's how I got interested in cannabis was mm -hmm. through science. And so to me, people that, you know, value science should be all about the mixture, the relationship, the continued relationship, or at least the beginnings, we're, we're really starting the <laughs> right. relationship, but they should also support the continued relationship between cannabis and science. And it just seems like there's a subsect of even my audience that just, um, you know, I don't know if it's because it seems like I'm coming across as like, you thought it was this way. No, it's not. And they like taking that offensively. I'm not sure like why people almost get offended when you're trying to do either share new information or just like clarify just, yeah, you're on the right track, but you know, I, I don't understand. I'm, the, I'm glad that I brought it up. It reminds me, though, uh, I am glad you brought it up. It, it reminds me of the debate you accidentally started between Ford versus Chevy. <laughs> People get locked in. Yeah. And I just. And, and, and hey, hey, you have yeah. to remember, they're not even talk about like presidents. You true, know, you true. know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. So it's Ford against Toyota or yep. Ford against the Chevy. Teams. Yeah. Like, yeah. And and it's funny that, you know, but that uh, that but. This audience that it's they really they 
they have a lot of confidence about their knowledge. Yeah. It's new for me. I mean, I'm glad that you brought it up because I thought that was maybe something that was happening only with me. You know, I, it's new. But, 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 but again, I, I think that's the problem. That's the issue of the lack of science yeah. for 80 years, 90 years. Like since when cannabis became uh, illegal plant, you know, we don't have any research on it. Mm -hmm. We don't have science. So the science that is being done, it's on like basements and, or, <laughs> you know, so, and then, then, you know, I cannot blame them because yeah. they're very confident about what they're being doing for a long period of time. And again, I cannot disregard, disregard their knowledge. Yeah. You know, it's anecdotal, but it's valid. Yeah. You know, they, I'm pretty sure they're not running like, like statistics, you know, <laughs> or anything, but, it's valid. Mm -hmm. It's valid. And, you know, but again, why hate? Like, why you cannot, you know, collaborate or, you yeah. know, a, a, approach the, the issue or approach something that you don't agree in a different way? You know, because, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. In the beginning that I was start conducting outdoor experiments, you know, my the, the undergrads that were helping me, they knew, like, they had much more experience to differentiate male plants and female plants. They were like, right away, boom, male, let's burn it. We don't mm -hmm. want them. So, and so I cannot disregard their knowledge. Yeah. So, but I guess we can approach it in a different way, in more respectful way. Yeah. And also be open mind. Like, we are talking about closed mind and open mind. Yeah. But even if the, the cannabis enthusiastic people, they're closed mind in terms of what they think is right. Yes. Like, you're literally just acting the same as people that are against cannabis and don't want a, us to perform uh, research and or conduct experiments addressing cannabis. Yeah. So that's a really brilliant response. Yeah. I, I didn't really even think about it in, in that way. So, yeah. Um, and, and I think you're, you're right that, um, you know, we have to respect that knowledge that right. they've gained uh, but also try to approach it, approach it, and and if we can add to it or refine, let's say their understanding in a in a helpful and constructive way. I think that's that's the best way to approach it because there's no reason to take it where it often goes, which is like, yeah, this team battle when it's like, no, no, I'm just trying to help you see what I've seen. Right. Yeah. Because that's all science is. is. That, I mean, it, I see this. Can you see it too? Yeah. Oh, that means that so, we're on. We're so on. exactly. Take advantage of it. Like, yeah. okay, what do you have here? Yeah. Let's test. Like, let's run some stats. Like, yep. okay, I'm sorry, buddy, but it's not statistically significant. Mm -hmm. Like, you can see some results. You can, you know, continue doing what you think is the best. But unfortunately, in this specific experiment, it's not statistically significant. Yep. Let's redo it. Yep. Let's try with, let's consider different factors. Let's change the environment. So, but so yeah, we can work. So that's why it's it, it, it's cool that you brought it up because so I co-advisor one undergrad with Dr. Carla Gage, and he uh, he's very interesting to what I'm doing. And so I, I actually have a meeting next week with him, and our project is to literally like uh, uh, meet Buster all this nice. myths like cool you know like uh like um 
all these myths, you know, like uh, vibration mm-hmm. or like m- music, like yeah. people saying that music you, makes the plants. Yeah. So yeah, like so why not? Like let's test it. We need like mm-hmm. maybe you can find something. Yeah. So um, um, and all this like and again, especially like. I guess cannabis is the ideal uh, field for this, like all these snake oils products that, yeah. you know, you apply and your you know, flower will be beautiful and big and your leaves will be like the chlorophyll increase. Like, okay, where can you show me the, mm-hmm. the, the experiments? Can you show me the analysis? Like, yeah. is it increasing chlorophyll content is it in incre- you know or a big one i've heard i don't know if you've heard of this one but some people say that when they go to harvest that like a, a plant that's ready to be harvested like a high we'll call it cannabis high thc plant uh-huh. um that they will leave it in the dark for a few days and the theory or the hypothesis is that it encourages the plant like the plant has this last burst of sending something to the trichomes i don't know they say it makes it a a stronger smoke stronger you know product let's let's see yeah let's see why not and even have you heard about like people like breaking yes yes manifolding i think yeah 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 yeah, so that's another thing so and Carla uh, talked about a uh, pruning. Like, at pr- what point does pruning become counterproductive? Mm-hmm. Because some people would <laughs> trim all the leaves off, and it's like, I mean, I, I actually very interested about vibration. Like, yeah, it's something that intrigues me. Like, I I want to test it, and I and I think it's a it's a reasonably simple ex- experiment. And I mean, I want to see. I want to see the data. I want to see them. The results, yeah, uh, and what the kind only way you're gonna play, yeah, like yeah, maybe what, what kind? I, I don't know for cannabis, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just trying to be funny. I know, I know. I, I mean, I know. I, I, my answer will be raggy and like you know, cool. Bob, Bob Marley, but <laughs> oh, yeah. but in the scientific stand off point, because my theory about the music is the vibration, vibration. So yeah. being nerdy. Uh, it's more i would say it would be something like with very high vibration so just like tone. a frequency yeah like a frequency or even like a like a even like electronics mm-hmm. you know so yeah i mean you never know like it's yeah uh, it's that's you know again that's a, uh, about being like like as i said the the stereotype that my undergrad student have of me before i starting like yeah. my my first class and is it's uh oh like yeah so is he is he a, like a, a nerd is he a, like very you know like you know so it's but yeah I guess in my personality wise I kind of mix of like nerd but it's cool too I try and, you know it's just you know it's like yeah like uh yeah I, for example you were talking about that <laughs> your all your iPhones you have I have an Android Android phone, uh-huh. phone. so. I heard that the first step to become a nerd is to have an Android phone. phone. <laughs> yep. So I do step have one. it. So I do have it. But sometimes I also wear my my cool Jordans for my my <laughs> classes. So I'm cool too. So yeah. your sh- your Jordan shoes. <laughs> yeah, my Jordan my Jordan nice, shoes. Yeah. Nice. So and then all my my students are oh that that that's that silly shoes. Yeah. 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 So uh, you know it's I guess it's the balance of being nerd and mm-hmm. and I, and and again like. Being that's why you know when you ask about you know uh, like what kind of 
put you in that mindset while you were in Brazil, like struggling to be back, to come back and, you know, wait. It's like, it's so cool to be in like, you know, university environment. Like, yeah. And my co-works are really cool. Like I have a very healthy work environment. And, and especially like we are getting old to be with the younger youngsters. It's a way to kind of keep your mind young, yeah. you know, and, and I don't know. It's just kind of, it's, I don't have the pa Peter Pan syndrome that I don't want to be old, but it's like, it's, 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 I think it's healthy to keep your mind young. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, I wanted to, uh, I've got a few more questions. Uh, we'll talk about the hemp and cannabis symposium, hemp hop shrooms festival. Uh, make sure to promote that and then we'll start to wrap up. Um, you know, you work with, um, a lot, you work with plants that, uh, are legal under the farm bill. Um, and, and you're pretty wide open with regards to what you can do with that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, before I forget, that's yeah. that's the, the important concept to to mention is that because okay my the, 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 my title here is cannabis biology and cropping system so under under the the umbrella of cannabis so we have cannabinoids production so in in indoor environment then we have cannabinoids production in at outdoor environment which is more horticulture like plastic beds, yep. drip irrigation. And the third management, which is more like row crops, like cool. hemp. They yeah. call it hemp. So so basically, seems like I have just one plant under my, my appointment, but it's actually three totally different in, in environment, two, two, uh, uh, management. So yes. it's totally different, like indoor cultivation, outdoor, like cannabinoids, indoor cultivation, outdoor cultivation as like horticulture management and row crops. So like large scale production. So it's, it's a lot. Yeah. So, um, um, and I have to deal with all this, that that's, 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 that's why it's important to, to mention because the, the students that are planning, they want, they're interested to, to enroll at SIU and be part of the cannabis program. So that are the opportunities that we have. Yeah, I'm like, glad you listed those out because uh, mm. I was trying to touch on that earlier. So I'm glad, mm. yeah, indoor, outgrow, and uh, outdoor and uh, row cropping. Right. Um, and then so the the row cropping is is like the tall, lanky hemp plants that are often used for fiber. And then grain, the indoor grain. or grain, indoor and outdoor is uh, – often used for like CBD and stuff like that. Am I and correct? And THC and like cannabinoids production. So gotcha. cannabinoids production indoor and outdoor, like uh -huh. as a outdoor, as a horticulture, and then row crops, which yeah. is pretty much like corn and soybean and small grains. Yeah. So um, do you do any, you mentioned cannabinoids. There's a big craze, speaking of misinformation mm -hmm. in my opinion um big craze on terpenes do you guys talk about terpenes at all so yeah we do have uh plans to start working with terpenes mm -hmm. uh but that's another like <laughs> uh route that i have to jump through because the can like the full cannabinoid analysis is not cheap so like usually let's say when you're like uh, analyzing like plant parameters for other crops, 
you know, the analysis, they're, they're not that expensive, you know, but, for, but the full profile cannabinoids and ter ter terpenes analysis is like 150 bucks, 100 bucks, mm -hmm. you know, and so then imagine if you have 500 samples. Yeah. So it's very costly. So mm -hmm. that's why we have the, we have to be very uh, careful in terms of what uh, type of experiment we are starting because it's, you know, in the end of the day, we are all enthusiastic about this plant and we want to conduct, you know, groundbreaking uh, research, but it's money. You know, we need, yeah. you need we, we have to cover our costs. So, um, but yeah, we do have plans for like uh, effects, so especially effects of, you know, biostimulants and effects of hormones like terpene terpenes. Cool. So, um, yeah, it's very, you know, again, like there are very few st studies addressing terpenes. Yeah. Like on cannabis. Yeah. So I wanted to be clear, just in case you didn't know, my audience know, pretty, pretty well knows my perspective on this. The terpenes are there. They show up in lab reports. If you wondered what I was referring to with misinformation, it seems like a lot of people propose physiological f effects, just mm -hmm. like with sativa, indica, and hybrid, mm -hmm. to these terpenes. And we've just talked to several different cannabis researchers that one particularly that just disagrees that, that, uh, the terpenes are even statistically significant enough to cause a physically, uh, physiological effect. Like there's no debate around if you injected terpenes into your body or something that <laughs> you would have a physiological effect, but it was saying that the levels of terpenes are so low in cannabis that a lot of the things that people are ascribing may not be true. Do you have any thoughts well, on I, that? I guess, I guess, uh, this researcher, he's mentioning that his, his opinion is towards the not have the terpenes not having any type of effects because the specifically entourage yeah, effect. Yeah, if you're, I'm, I mean, I believe in the entourage effect, yeah. but I think terpenes is just so easy to lose. Like it's volatile, uh, you know, volatile. it's volatile and uh, during the drying, uh, yeah. you know, it's like it's easy to lose. Yeah, and even like when you're harvesting, so the depending of the temperature, so it's are all effect like factors that can decrease the ter terpenes in, in the plant. So uh, we have to be careful when you're saying like the, the, the effects of terpene, terpenes, but, but again, like I, 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 the, I, I, I agree with the, it, it, I, again, I, I have to be careful with what I say that I totally agree or, you know, so, but I believe that the, in the entourage effect, I think, you know, it's very like, that's that's another wrong thing about the the 2018 farm bill they're just talking about they're just measuring thc, THC yeah. and then i don't think that just the level of thc it's directly i'm saying directly correlate to how strong is the effect in the human body right so and you you disagree that thc is indicative of potency is yeah, that what you're saying like just THC. Just i think, think more it's all about the entourage effect and the other cannabinoids that it's in that plant see so, i i would think even though the researcher said that he didn't find anything that uh, he he mentioned there was some play between cbd and thc for example some patients 
don't benefit just from getting CBD. They need that other side. They need THC in the mixture for, for whatever, whatever they need. Um, but, but his main point about the terpenes that it, that's always like, you know, kind of confused me or, but it kind of makes sense if you talk about, or if you're aware of the fact that cannabinoids are processed by your CB1 or CB2 receptor, mm-hmm. like my question is like, what are terpenes processed right. by? Cause they're not going to that receptor. Right? right. I mean, so, so, but anyways, I'm speaking well out of my understanding. I, that's just his perspective. I've, I, uh, I tend to also believe that it's not just THC that there are, that there's more at play. And the, the thing, the example I always use is I always have, a high potency THC dab pen on me, you know, 80, 90% THC. And I can start my day with it and whatever else. But then I smoke a flower that's 17% and it's like, whoa. And it's like, well, wait a minute. If that's 80 and this is 17, like, why do I feel so much higher? So, yeah, how about the yeah, yeah. CB, CBG and all the, all this 200 other cannabinoids yep. that it's, even is even considering that it's like in a very minimal concentration, they're there. Right, they're there. Even terp- terpenes, there you might lose it throughout the process, the the processing pro- uh, the uh, uh, system, like to dry the plant and harvest, dry and you know trim. You might lose a lot of terpenes, but it, I mean, it's it can be in very minimal concentration, but it's, it's still there. So. Yeah. That's why, you know, it's, I guess it's more like the like buck type of research uh-huh. to see, like to evaluate how these terpenes are being processed in, in the body. But, but, but actually before getting to bucks research, we have to grow the plants yeah. and we have to process the plants. So how much terpenes will be there uh, when, bucks, when bucks is starting? <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it's, it's all like a cycle. Yeah. No. So. Well said. Well, um, you want to talk a little bit about the hemp uh, cannabis symposium and hemp hop shroom stuff that's coming up before we close? So are you going to attend it? Are yeah, to, I yeah, think yeah. I think we are. And I thought it was so cool as we were pulling into um, Carbondale that you, you had a sign across the road, a cannabis hemp symposium. I was like, this is my town. So- no, but no, okay. But that's something that I want to, I, I want to talk to you. Like, hey, so you're, you're in contact with like, you know, a lot of like, people like involved in cannabis industry, academia, but like, again, I don't want to brag about our program here at SIU, but do you agree with me that it's very unique and it's not, you know, there are very few programs like that in the nation or even like, yeah, I agree. But I, like I said, the, the added element, it's not only what you're doing here at Southern Illinois, uh, university in Carbondale. It is car- also Carbondale's acceptance of that that I mm-hmm. think is huge. To see that banner strewn across the street as we're driving into town, it made me feel welcome. Right, and 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 again, like I, I guess the our team, like Buck, uh, uh, Doctor Buck Hales, uh, Doctor Carla Gage, all these people that are going to meet in the half uh-huh. hour, like Kyle Baker, Osama Abdad, uh, my you know uh, future PhD student. He won't be go- coming to the, the happy hour, but 
Brian Gandhi. Yeah. He is very bright. Like they're, you know, they're all very cool people and very enthusiastic that, you know, you don't see in other, you know, institutions, right? Yeah. Like the, that's something that I was I mean, talking. Buck was straight up with me. I was like, <laughs> I was like, do you, do you smoke weed, Buck? Have you ever smoked? And he's like, well, I was a deadhead. And you know what a deadhead is? The Grateful Dead. It's a old band with a lot of a lot of the fans were stoners so that was his way of saying yes uh, oh. <laughs> yes i do i mean buck is awesome right yeah yeah he's very cool and he also brings a lot of credibility to the program yep he's doing like a very like like top-notch research and like addressing like cbd isolate and so yeah like i i think you know and then this is something that i was actually talking to jason from like illinois new joint yeah yeah and and he was like in the phone and then we start talking and I started, you know, uh, telling him what we are planning. And, and then he said, it, it's just, it's just much easier to work with you guys. Like you guys are very enthusiastic, like comparing to other universities. I'm not going to say like, again, we, we are all in the same team, but he's like, oh, like you guys are very enthusiastic. Like it's awesome to work with you guys. Yeah. And, and so, and I guess we have to take advantage of that. So yeah. like on paper, I guess it's because, you know, the program is still growing and, you know, we have this seven months break and, you know, it, you know, we are kind of having some problems throughout the way, but on paper, it's awesome. It's an awesome program. So, yeah. and having this in this cross appointment, like, uh, and the school of biological science, where I have to focus more in the biochemistry of the plant you know, extraction, so like plant physiology mm -hmm. and the egg, which is more practical, like cultivation and, you know, effects of different, different products. It's, it's a really cool balance as well. So yeah. we just have to take advantage of it. And, but again, we are getting there. Yeah. I have to agree with Jason though. Yeah. You, you were much, everybody at SIU Carbondale has been much easier to deal with. Now, I, I will say that not only just because you're all all are cool, but I I think that um, you know there was some hesitance, like uh, like I mentioned to you before, they see our logo, and but I, when I said you know I've talked to people from the University of Illinois, I've talked to people from Eastern Illinois, they're like oh okay cool, like they, that's all it took you know to to make them realize that like that I was serious. Uh -huh. So um, the hemp, and, and I think also it was just kind of coincidence that you know you know when you're talking about academia, we have a lot of like most of people in academia are nerds yeah. like scientists and researchers and i just lucky enough to have a very good kind of balance of a lot of people in the team that are nerds but are cool too in the same time so <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just lucky we are just lucky enough to have all these cool people but nerds and like you know that like cool but also with a lot of credibility to conduct yes. like top-notch research so like yeah you know so um and before I forget, so I'm working on a project to create a controlled environment uh, agriculture facility in the basement of uh, the, the fermentation institute. Cool. So yeah, like how cool is that? It's like a, a basement. Like we're gonna be a, like basement growers. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there is no better facility than that basement for what for what I have in mind. And then hopefully, like the dean, Dean Bravik is very supportive. Uh, so we are kind of working. I, I, I create, I create the project with the help of my future PhD student, Brian, Brian Gandy. And we are kind of working this estimation of the costs. And if we're able to get that facility built, 
mm-hmm. it will be awesome like for teaching and for like and conduct research then i you know i can grow plants any type yeah. in a year like it can yeah. be winter doesn't matter and it would just be perfect for like research and teaching uh and um uh and then how cool be to have you know the the fermentation is to producing beers and and also the cannabis yes. you know if we grow in facility there so like what a time to be alive so what a time to be alive <laughs> yeah. and what a place to work so exactly, exactly um i want to make sure that we covered this the hemp and cannabis symposium will be on september 17th this year 2022 and the hemp hop shrooms festival will be on september 24th 2022. If you're looking for more information on these events, just go to cannabiscenter.siu.edu. We'll probably be there. So if you're looking to meet us, say hi and uh, enjoy uh, some good times here in Southern Illinois uh, in Carbondale, uh, then come on down to the Hemp Hop Shrooms Festival or the Hemp and Cannabis Symposium. Um, once again, cannabiscenter.siu.edu is the best place to find all information about the Cannabis Center, including these two events that are coming up. And you can sign up for their newsletter, which I highly recommend, pun intended. Um, so, Jose, <laughs> Jose, uh, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. I'm looking forward to this evening. I'm looking forward to going and seeing uh, uh, the crops and showing people what it, what it looks like there. Um, so thank you so much. I want to have you back on the show sometime again in the future to talk about where you are with yeah, your research. It, yeah, I mean, again, like, because this is just the beginning. It's just the beginning, you know. Yeah. It's I, I wish I could, you know, talk about what I have done more, you know. But, you know, it's just the beginning, you know. Yeah. As I said, uh, I just completed one year, technically one year at SIU, but I, was, I have seven months stuck in Brazil. So... You know, it's hopefully in my next, you know, our next podcast, I have a lot of things to talk about research and what are you doing. And hopefully that controlled environment agriculture facility at the basement will be running. Yeah. So, well, hey, if you want to be a cannabis pioneer with Jose, <laughs> just go to cannabiscenter.siu.edu. There's no better time than now, folks. Research is starting. We're starting to embrace science. So if you want to be part of this, jump on board cannabiscenter.siu.edu we'll see you next time on the chillinois podcast thanks thank you